Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message with me, Nate Langson. And me, Sir Ian Morris. And Sir, you beat me to the punch there. I was going (laughs) to call you, Sir. Very good. Well, we just had a conversation before this started about... How I haven't been honoured by the king, and that, that's a disgrace. It is. I, I still think that one day we may achieve something that somebody thinks they should be knighted for that. It won't we should dis- set up a charity. That's a better way to get a knighthood, isn't it? It's a good way to avoid certain amounts of tax, <laughs> certainly. Um, but uh, hopefully we can achieve it through podcasting. Stranger things have happened, um, and we're going to talk about some of those in our news sections uh, throughout this week's show. I hope you're all having a wonderful week so far. Ian certainly isn't. Um, I well, cer- I, didn't, I didn't say it was awful, but uh, yes, there have been challenges to ascend. Yeah, we had a good chat in the pre-show uh, today. Uh, if you want to hear about Ian's bowel movements, please become a patron. <laughs> Go and listen to it. <laughs> well, that's uh, going to sell us no extra Patreon subscriptions. Depends. Um, I installed smart valves on all my radiators this week. Uh, which, which brand did you go for? I went for Hive because... Oh, um, interesting. I've got some of those knocking around. I've never put them on. Are they worth it? Uh, so far, I would say yes. I bought a, I bought five pack and oh, right. I fitted them to all the key radiators in the house and did a little bit of calibrating and i have to be honest it is it does make a very very significant difference at least based on the last 24 hours um of but use. it hasn't been that cold either so i haven't had my heating on well that's what i thought um i thought it's a good time to do this because it's not it's not so hot that having the heating on will boil us to death it's not so cold that if i screw it up kate won't divorce me for freezing her Yes. So it's it felt like the smart time to do it. And so far it does work. And it makes sense. You can heat one room without heating the others, allegedly. You can yes. uh, heat the house based on the temperature of all rooms as opposed to the thermostat, which sits in the hallway. Uh, that's very useful. You know, so it can dynamically... Now, do you have a hive ho- a thermostat as well, controlling have, a boiler? I do. I do. Yes, you see. Now, so did you fit your own or did you get someone to do it for you? I had the people who installed the boiler fit the hive system. I, I think because so here's here's the story, right? Um, I was going to test hive um, for a previous work engagement that I was involved with. Um, and then that engagement was broken off and I've still got the equipment and they had real trouble getting an installer. So I still got the equipment and I thought, well, it's here. I might as well use it. Um, and my But my boiler is a weird brand um it was installed by the previous people who lived here um and they obviously decided that going to the cheapest possible manufacturer was the way to go so i i don't know exactly how that will work but i hate the existing thermostat it's a pain to use it's difficult complicated and annoying and i do have the kit so i could have it if i could find an installer i could get it uh installed and uh and then i could you know 
probably tweet about it or talk about it in here. So uh, I'm interested that your experience is positive because that has sort of G'd me up. The radiator valves are really easy to fit. You can do them yourself, can't you? I did them all myself, all the valves myself. The thermostat system was fitted by people who did the boiler about a year and a half ago, but the, um, the actual valves I did... I would say the first one took me about 10 minutes, but that included the entire time to figure out how to do it. And I did the others in about another 10, 15 minutes in total. So it's it's a very quick operation. If I came to yours now, I reckon I could fit yours in under two minutes. Really? That's yeah. interesting. So I yeah. mean, realistically, in the time it takes us to record this podcast, I could have used that time to install smart radiators on three of my smart valves on three of my radiators you could have you really could have and i'll I'll keep everyone abreast of how it goes because i know that's why you're listening oh, please it's, do how is my how is my home heating system going but it just for me makes a lot of sense for instance if i'm not at work in the daytime and kate's working from home in her office she has a siri command that turns all the appropriate lights and desk things on in her office and now that can be extended to also telling the heater that if it is not already at the temperature she wants it to be and has set it to be it'll heat up to just that temperature and we'll leave the rest of the house um cold or at least not as warm which is just a much better use of uh energy and money and also just makes sense so agreed yes uh we're going to come to what you have done this week in a little bit ian because i know you've been building like your 900th pc or something Uh, but we'll we'll come back to that because i wanted to talk about something the children in the european parliament have uh have been doing uh i'm I'm sure you've heard of it but i'm going to tell you the answer anyway just so you don't guess incorrectly uh they voted in favor of a law that would force companies and by companies we basically mean apple to put usb-c connectors onto phones and uh, quite a Mm. large number of other products Uh, it was a pretty close call by all accounts 602 mps said aye 13 said no uh, for some reason eight abstained i couldn't be bothered looking into why uh, eight decided to abstain from such a relatively trivial they might have been in the bathroom at the time well certainly that is a possibility um what does this mean well assuming the member states that is the 27 remaining members of the european bloc uh, agree later this month and they are expected to for what it's worth it means that smartphones tablets and a bunch of other devices will have to use USB-C if they have a uh, physical connector from 2024. Now, that's only two years away at the time of recording. I looked on GSM Arena at every phone in both its most uh, its most read lists uh, and, its, and its highest rated list, basically every most popular current device I could see on there. Every single one, without a single exception, had USB-C already, except for the iPhones. So this really is... I think it's pretty fair to call this a move to force Apple into joining everyone else on the USB-C train. Uh, Now, this doesn't, it should be worth mentioning, of course, this doesn't apply to the UK because we're not in uh, the EU. And according to the BBC, the government here has said it wasn't currently considering introducing a common charging cable. It's got many other things to consider right now, I'm I'm sure. Um, Now, (laughs) there's a, there's a there are a couple of things that stood out now the eu's argument is obviously it's pointless having multiple charges because you get bundles of them even though you could argue that all the most popular phones are USB-C now anyway so having a drawer full of cables is no more likely now than it was before but by the by it's trying to consolidate that um, and it's also not just for mobile phones i'm going to go with what i read in the uh, legal document here from the eu it says 
The legislation covers mobile phones, tablets, digital cameras, headphones, headsets, handheld video game consoles, portable speakers, e-readers, keyboards, mice, earbuds, and portable navigation devices. Uh, Laptops will have to be adapted to the requirements as well 40 months after the law enters force. So laptops get a little bit of extra time. Again, many, uh, although certainly far fewer uh, overall are USB-C equipped already so as power is concerned. Apple um, actually does use USB for, for charging co- connectivity so the Mac range is, is basically fine. Apple had said, uh, this was in the same document that the EU had, um, it says that it's, uh, it would freeze innovation. It would be bad for the environment and unnecessarily disruptive to consumers. Um, before we move on, uh, Ian, what's your what's your take on on Apple's position here? Uh, well, I mean, I it's difficult because I don't think that Apple was intending to continue using Lightning for very much longer. It is a connector that has very much had its day. It was very innovative at the start. It offered a lot of the features that. USB simply didn't have. Uh, for example, it could be put in either way around, which is something that people really liked. Um, it also was fairly quick, I believe, given what else was available at the time. Um, and of course, there are a mountain of accessories available uh, for Apple devices that make use of that uh, connection. I, I mean, it's obviously less common these days because people have generally moved to sort of streaming music wirelessly. But one of the big things was having a little dock which had a speaker so you could listen to your music uh, in the bedroom or wherever else you fancied. So um, that invalidates all of that hardware uh, and it must go then into landfill because it will be nearly useless. So I do kind of sort of side a little bit with Apple, although I don't necessarily think it's a huge deal because ultimately I don't think it had long anyway. Lightning's pretty badly outdated now and extremely slow. And although people, as a rule, don't use cables to get things on and off their devices anymore, it is a consideration. And uh, having a, a faster, say, a USB two, uh, sorry, USB C, USB three uh, <laughs> connector would improve things greatly. Question. Um, so, question yes. for you. Um, do you think Lightning will be around for the next 30 years? Um, well, I this don't is a facetious question, so don't think well, I, No, I, no, I mean, no. If you, if you could just not. answer no for the purposes of my point. No. Me. Right, good, I agree. Because um, in which case, why not just get rid of it now then? Uh, absolutely, and I don't, I don't actually think that this ruling... I, although people sort of like to frame this as a, oh, this is a victory. Apple must drop uh, Lightning, the sucky connector that we've all used for 10 years, uh, and use USB-C, which is a good thing, of course, because, but why is it? It isn't really a good thing in this context. You mentioned the other devices. that I have far more problems with using cables on you know for to recharge my my wireless mouse um and the litany of connectors that philips has used over the years for electric razors i have got three philips razors and three different cables none of which are interoperable meaning that if i misplace the cable for one i can't use it anymore i can't simply plug it on in so things like that uh you know uh, low voltage electric toothbrushes all that kind of stuff i guess you could make the argument that having a standardized connector would do more good in that industry um when it comes to phones probably a staggering number of people probably just opt for wireless charging now uh, or 
wired charging as you like to call it yeah um, and um and apple has its own solutions i i myself recharge my iphone using a magnetic magsafe uh, uh wireless charge wireless charging dock um and the watch is charged that that same way and you know and i think apple will be forced to put a usb-c connector on the other end because this is a, a sort of a whole thing isn't it right so you know everything will be a usb-c connector um and so you know it, it I, th- I feel like this was inevitable i i don't know whether apple will just say to hell with it we'll just we'll just put a wireless charger in the box well um firstly they uh they there are a few things you have to address here. Um, so yes. the, first, the first thing is, uh, no, uh, products won't be put in the box because a big part of this, and, and has been the case for, for many companies already, is that shipping charges and things in the box and sometimes even cables is not necessary. You know, they are an additional purchase, uh, but they're rarely needed for purchase uh, because you've already you've already got one. So I don't think we'll get to a point where there are charges in the box. And certainly if we do ever get to the point where charges are being shipped in the box, you can almost guarantee that the law will stipulate that they have to be sold as an option without because otherwise it defeats the whole purpose of all of this um i also well well, i mean but that would have been a good thing to do but they didn't do that did they i also believe that apple in particular uh has been working on uh usb-c on future iphones uh and I'll include some links in the show notes at uktechshow.com slash episodes, and you can go and read a bit more about that if you wish. However, there is a line, when I was reading through this document, preparing this script today, there is a line that I think could shed a lot of light into what we'll end up seeing happen on certain phones here, because there is a line that says, The new rules would apply to handheld mobile phones, tablets, digital cameras, headphones, headsets, handheld video game consoles, and portable speakers capable of being recharged through wired charging. That, in my head, says if it has any physical charging port, it has to be USB-C or compatible with Mm USB-C. If it doesn't have... If it doesn't have any capability to be charged via a cable this is not a law to say you have to add one which is yes. which is why for instance an apple watch a, a a wireless toothbrush charging those products aren't suddenly going to have to have usb-c hacked into them because they don't need it in the first place no but you will have to you presumably would have to sell them w- would you not with a usb connector because the point is that they're trying to stop the people buying and selling or you know selling different standards of wall adapters this is i all, will this is all right now we're talking everything is on the device side of things right so it's a device uh, end of the cable that this really concerns and those products don't have a physical connection anyway they already use wireless and the iphone already has wireless charging via qi which is a standard used by many smartphones and other devices so it's not out of the question to think that rather than putting usb-c into one of these products it would actually be much more apple-like in apple's instance and we are as we've discussed thinking about this largely in terms only of apple uh, it would make sense for apple to just say right fine well we just won't include a yeah a, a port on it at all we'll just block it yeah. up um, I, I, th- I think they might do that 
and and just and just go and just go without because it's but that will cause problems to people because as someone said in the chat um uh mike said non-tech people don't use wireless charging they don't which so so that it that does suggest to me that you know if they did that they would have considerable problems unless they opted to include something in the pack um like uh you know for example with apple they could include just the the charging magnet thing you know the the magsafe connector with a cable on it and then you could use that yeah but, uh, I mean, it's an interesting idea, but it would cost them a lot of money to do that, I think. Although I don't imagine the hardware is very expensive. But, of course, Apple doesn't do cheap things. So everything is built to within an inch of its life of metal and high-grade plastic. So it, it, it would have a knock-on effect. Anyway. I- Ian in the live chat asks, what happens when the next USB standard comes out? Um, well, the next USB standard uses um, the USB Type-C connector. So yes. at least for the foreseeable future, that is the connector of, of, of choice. Um, yes, that's, and, I mean that's ver- that's a very capable connector. I mean, it's already doing what lightning is it? F- is it lightning four uh, or whatever? The, or Thunderbolt. The, Thunderbolt four. Thunder- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It does DisplayPort? It does. It's a very capable connection because you've got Type C as the type of connector, but then you've got the type of USB protocol that goes through it. It could be USB three point two. It could be three point one. It could be three. It could be a, a, a whole number of things. It could have Thunderbolt. It could not have Thunderbolt. It can support um video signals it can only support power potentially if you wanted like there's it's a very flexible port so i think that's good it's and also very confusing well there's also the fact that um there's only a certain size a connector can get to before it stops being sturdy because a lot of these devices mm. do have uh docks or they have to be mounted in a in a car and and if you go too small you you lose some of the stability that comes with having a reliable connector um, well and also be- bear in mind that we're pop we're now passing quite substantial voltages through these cables you know to charge a laptop um you know you're talking about 60 to 100 watts of power flowing what? through <laughs> very good flowing through a very small cable so i don't know i mean you know it's uh it's a license to have fires yeah one might say well if you've got any views on this obviously drop us a line hello at uk tech show Dot com. What's your view on the USB-C mandate? Let us know, people. I've got a relevant quiz for you this week, mate. Okay. A, a really relevant quiz. Would, would you like to be involved? I'm going to say yes. it's better than last week's. Okay. I'm say it's better. We haven't even done it yet, but I'm already saying it's going to be better because I think. Okay. Yep. Uh, yep. Because I think it will be. Um, okay. Uh, this is a quiz I'm calling "Guess the Cable." I've got four cables. Yes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this as a as a who am I, and you have to guess. Okay. Who I am? I am the cable. I'm not looking forward to this, but carry on. Really? Okay. Well, I can see the questions and they're difficult. (laughs) All right. Question one. I was created by Apple in the 90s and sometimes was referred to as iLink. I mean, this is difficult. I I don't think I know the answer to this. Really? I mean, it wasn't Firewire, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was Firewire. Was it? 
It was Firewire. Well done. I thought it was Firewire Apple. I thought it was Intel. It was. Or am it I getting was. confused? That's Thunderbolt, right? Thunderbolt was Apple and Intel. Firewire was, was Apple, yeah. Okay. Well, I got the answer right, so let's uh, have a little celebration. Um, have you got right. like a... There you go. Very good. Excellent. All right. Let's go back to the song. Uh, question two. Uh, also, I was created. I was also created by Apple, but in 2008, and today you'll find me almost nowhere, thanks to USB-C's success. Um, let's say uh, I was also quite visually focused. 2008. Hmm. No. No, I don't think I know this one. Game over. Uh, the answer there, of course, was Mini DisplayPort. Uh, 2008. Um, do you want another one? Yeah, sure. All right. I wasn't created by Apple and was born just before the millennium. I could see, but I couldn't speak. Huh. 1999, if memory serves. I didn't write that down, but I think it's 1999. Well, <clears throat> initially, DisplayPort couldn't carry audio. Mm -hmm. it, is it is the answer to that uh, DisplayPort? Game over. No, oh, dear. DVI. Okay. DVI didn't carry audio. You terrible, stupid, awful person. <laughs> this uh, quiz has taken a dark turn let's see if it finalises uh, its darkest turns then uh, question 4, the last I'm a round cable with standard definition and nobody likes me at all well that's got to be an RCA cable surely game over not, a, not a chance mate, no S video S video, standard definition round connector basically useless we all hate can I just, it. Can I just ask, were the answers there all the time in, in white, on, on a white background? Yes. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. Very yeah. ingenious. Thank um, you. Okay, yes, I mean, I, fair enough. I will accept that that is... Uh, 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 you've defeated me there. I have, yeah. Morris, tell me about yes? YouTube. Tell me about okay. YouTube, sir. I will. Uh, YouTube, uh, the video advert streaming platform from Google, is testing a new plan to cap videos at 1080p unless viewers are prepared to upgrade to premium. Videos at 4K and 8K will, if the plan ends up being deployed, only be available to premium subscribers. YouTube Premium costs 11.99 a month uh, and doesn't stop users from having to listen to integrated sponsor messages that video creators build in. Uh, but along with this potential move to pay more high-quality video, YouTube has also been testing increasing numbers of ads before videos. Some online users reporting 10 or 12 adverts before watching a video. Um, according to The Verge, YouTube has 50 million paying subscribers globally, but an audience of 2.2 billion, leaving uh, executives salivating at unmonetized potential customers. Uh, will increasing adverts help persuade people to upgrade, or will it be 1080p video that pushes them over the edge? One thing's for sure, Nate. Mm -hmm. YouTube won't let free users enjoy the experience of watching videos. You know what? I don't yes. have a problem with this. I do. Because... There are loads of examples in the world, and I would pick out Netflix as one. Um, well, that's a bit, I don't like that either. Where you get your standard definition for one rate, which in this case is 
no money at all in ads or in netflix's case is just not as much well, it's as a lot top, of money it's not like seven top, quid in it not the top plan and if you want to get 4k high you know ultra hdr blah 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 8k stuff then pay a bit of extra money i, I honestly i maybe this has surprised people but i don't think this is bad well the the, the ads thing we're seeing this across the board because we're seeing instagram test more ads apparently in in a greater number of things which seems like a wonderfully smart way to get even more people to use tiktok instead but, <laughs> um but but i just don't think that charging for for high res very high resolution is is necessarily a terrible thing well i i you know what i'm not unsympathetic to this idea however my problem with youtube premium is that they force you to have apple um youtube music and obviously you are paying an, a premium for that so 11.99 for youtube is very expensive i would say given the amount of video i stream from it in comparison to other streaming services in terms of sort of say hours of minutes um i would be happy to subscribe to youtube for say six pounds a month if i didn't have to have youtube music as well that's ultimately why i cancelled my premium membership because it's too expensive for something i don't use half of um and to be honest with you, actually, I don't think this is going to work as well as I think it is. Because when I sort of think about the amount of videos I watch, 90% of them don't need to be in 4K. There are very few creators out there who justify using 4K. Um, you know, th those who have sort of quite professional setups, um, I'm thinking MKBHD being a great example of someone who does an absolutely phenomenal job um, of, of really high quality videos that are worth watching in 4K. Um, everyone else is sort of shooting on their phone. Half of it's out of focus. You can't hear anything anyway because the audio is all cack. Um, so really, I'm it's I'm not going to care. I'm just going to stick to 1080p. I, I'm, it'll be fine. And I, 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 I I'm live. in that I'm in that boat with you. I also wouldn't upgrade for this. I just also don't have a problem with it being a, a, a thing that's rolled into an offering. If uh, the the a lower a low I, a lower price for just ad free clutter free youtube experience would be very tempting but i don't think i don't even think with that i'd pay more than 5 pounds a month i think well, I that would into a little a little secret that my my ad blocker which previously didn't work with youtube now seems to have started working with youtube so i very rarely see adverts unless i watch on a smart tv um and in that case i, I actually find it so annoying that i don't i just don't bother watching so if youtube wants to sort of tank its subscriber numbers one one thing that made me laugh the other day is i was watching a um a tech video and um the sponsor message of the uh, creator was interrupted by an advert i thought this is brilliant capitalism is a a, a, a real success story yeah um what what are the main things you watch on youtube then i watch a lot of uh people doing car restorations and uh you know car reviews i watch quite a lot of that i watch a lot of tech um i i as i have mentioned previously i watch a lot of linus tech tips i think they're really good um i watch mkbhd because he's brilliant and every video he does is a sort of minor work of art um so it, and that's and and sometimes i'll get sort of talked into watching by the algorithm um a video of a sort of uh mid-20s person living in a van 
Yeah, I see. They're, they're all living in vans, basically. Are they? Well, that's because it's... Uh, all of them. It's cheap. Yeah. It is cheap. Cheaper. Yeah, I only... I, I would say 90% of everything I watch on YouTube is um, is drum-related. Uh, a lot oh, of right. drum drum techniques and a lot of drum performances. It's it's mostly that. And so, for me, the, the appeal is is good quality but it doesn't need to be 4k the real benefit if if there was a high percentage of drum videos that were made at 60 or, or even 50 frames a second in hd or 4k oh mix that with ad free that would very much tip me over the edge because a lot of the stuff that i watch and the type of drumming that i play is extremely extremely fast having the ability to see something in at 50 frames a second makes a pretty significant difference in terms of how easily i, I can see their their techniques and, and the nuances of those of those techniques i love i love watching high frame rate youtube videos yeah it's it's arguably a bigger selling point than 4k frankly because seeing something at 50 or 60 frames a second just makes it so much nicer to watch um in the discord the uh some of the listeners are talking about uh having a vpn holiday i.e i think <laughs> enabling a vpn so it looks like you're in another country and then using youtube and then taking up one of the offers to sign up for cheap um it does seem that india might be one place you might want to take a virtual jaunt to to do or, that. or you know literally go to india as well the food is exquisite yes and there are many good reasons to go to india but it will probably cost you more than a vpn subscription for a day which True. i i believe is is the is the point here um so in conclusion it's not something that youtube has decided it's definitely going to do but it is definitely trying it and i think a big part of it is it needs to get more money out of its users because the ad market is changing rather significantly and we have seen that across huge numbers of businesses and i think youtube is as privy to those fluctuations in the market as anybody else is 4k a good way to do that Mm, it's a way it may not be the way but if it's your way ladies and gentlemen and kids and the dead who are listening beyond the grave uh, then uh, then let us know send us an email hello at uktechshow.com do you know who i'm grateful to ian um is it me i it is you um i'm grateful <laughs> to you for many reasons you've uh changed my life for the better and you've kept me informed um about why it's okay to just 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 let go as you get older it's, it's, it's just all right just oh, death by a thousand cuts just to, just to stop just to stop caring and and, <laughs> and just live life however it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter no the other people i'm i'm grateful to as i know you are too in uh, is is our patrons i'd like to oh say yes thank i'm very you. grateful to them to uh to billy uh who else am i grateful to this week mike of course kenji i'm grateful to uh peter and a few others uh alex bailey i'd like to say thank you to you know who you are i'd like to just say thank you to you all if you'd like to get the full version of our show every week ad free extra content get extra message get all sorts of stuff um join our discord and and so on go to patreon.com forward slash uk tech we would very much like to have you supporters that way and if you are one of those patrons you're about to hear our third discussion story for this week 
That little bit of sound always at the end reminds me of one of the levels in Sonic the Hedgehog 1 or 2. Forget which one. Jolly little ditty. I do like it quite a lot. Yeah, it's called Interstitial 7 2022 on my soundboard. Don't know what it was originally called on Pond 5, but um, yeah, that. Um, Bit of feedback. Billy asked on uh, on Patreon, which uh, PIR, that is passive infrared, motion sensor did I use for the motion sensing in my kitchen? Uh, I answered in the Patreon comments, but I thought I'd answer here too. Eve Motion, uh, in part, because it worked with HomeKit, in part because it had thread technology and in part because of the infrared uh, usability because it's better than using visual light uses infrared to detect heat and I believe the foxes that run past our kitchen window every evening trigger it so I need to find a slightly better position for it to um, to be because I don't want foxes triggering my movement sensor thank you very much um, Raphael wrote in in comments on um i think last week's show wasn't it uh he says i'm in it support so whenever i hear the word printer or even worse label printer i run away as fast as i can because they're a nuisance but i do agree that those small label printers you can get for your home to label stuff are pretty practical so ian just a reminder you bought a label maker yes can you confirm that they are practical or a nuisance in the last week um I I think they are very practical. Um, I've I put the IP addresses of my various mesh network discs on on one, so if I ever needed to remember, I could just uh, tippy tap it into my keyboard. I've I, I got to say it's it, it's not an aesthetic decision that I've made. Uh, it's quite ugly, but uh, hey, you know it works. It does the job. Excellent. Uh, but very good. Very practical. I think everyone should have one. I agree. Uh, and if anyone wants to write in about label makers or indeed anything we've talked about on the show this week, hello at uktechshow.com. That's where you can send them to. Um, if you'd rather have a wider understanding of what's been happening in the tech world, uh, go and listen to Daily Tech News Show. And if you want more convincing as to why that should be the case, here's Tom Merritt. This week on Daily Tech News Show, data scientist Andrea Jones-Roy helped us understand how it is that human bias can creep into an AI algorithm. Did you hear about Twitter allegedly giving 4,000 employees access to your data? Well, Rod Simmons explains why companies don't do better at controlling internal network security. New 3D printing tech speeds up high-res resin printing. High-resin printing? Anyway, Congressional Dishes' Jen Briney explained what's actually in the U.S. Chips Act and how it's going to affect consumers. And Rod Robert Heron was here to tell you what's actually a cool new feature in a television and what's just marketing hype. All that and the whole Musk Twitter thing at DailyTechNewsShow.com. What a jam-packed week. That is really impressive. High resin, that's exceptionally good. I like that. Yeah, well done, Tom. Clap. Bravo. Bravo. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, go and listen to DTNS. Uh, I may or may not be on later this month. Uh, That is to say, I will be. Um, (laughs) but I'll tell you when that is because it's not for a couple of weeks Um, okay Ian I think that's been everything we're grateful to our listeners aren't we we're very grateful because without them it's just you and me recording bits into a certain sequence and then just leaving them somewhere yeah Uh, with our listeners those bits go off into the universe and uh, will forever echo across the time of space time yeah Uh, if you'd like them to echo into the review section of wherever you get your podcasts that would be even more useful Mm. Uh, apple podcasts is key 
and putting a star in Spotify, I'm led to believe, is how you uh, do the equivalent over there. Uh, wherever you're getting your podcasts, please do uh, tell them. If you really want to help, here's a great thing to do. Simply remove all your clothing, go to the nearest town to you, uh, stand on a very tall building, and just inform everybody that they need to listen to the podcast. Um, or you could um, nominate me for a, for the House of Lords. Uh, yeah, you could. Because then I'd be a lord. Yeah. Lord Morris of Text Message. <sighs> See you next week, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.